0: That's terrifying. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg's wife is now listening to you. Uh, right, welcome to Odd Shape Balls, a weekly look at all things rugby and NFL. So, David, Scottish fan, watching that Italy Scotland game, that was a, That was an emotional experience for you, wasn't it? Yeah, mate. They didn't play well, did they? I mean, I, I really did. In the first
1: 20 minutes, I was genuinely worried that we were going to lose. Um, and then um, Italy bring on this new winger who looks like a very uh, a promising and aspiring under twelve netball player. Yeah. And he absolutely runs over Stuart Hogg multiple times. Mm-hmm. And Stuart Hogg looks happy
0: at the end of the game. Oh, he was that- humiliated. That annoyed me. That annoyed me that him, him and Finn Russell were having some sort of like, yeah, no, I think we did that pretty well. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Like, you said, was it four tries they let in? Three tries?
1: Yeah, three, I think. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Get...
0: And And like you say, one of them was a 12-year-old netball player. Um, although it, it, I think it gives uh, youthful, youthful-looking folks everywhere hope. I think he might be he might he, he, he might be my, my new favorite player in the Six Nations, I think. Well, considering your penchant
1: for the under-20s rugby.
0: Yeah, yeah. He might be, I mean, now that he's graduated into the full men's team, it might be a bit past too old for you. Maybe. Maybe. I'd like to see a birth certificate, some sort of passport documentation, anything verifying that he could still technically be in the under-20s team. Although he's smooth enough, which is a bonus. <laughs> it's good to know you have a checklist mm. and, uh, I'm on, I'm on um, a checklist
1: <laughs> <laughs> If you were not before you are now <laughs> uh, I, I am One of the, the more amusing moments of the game dis- regard- Despite all of my love for Finn Russell Was when Hastings was brought on for him And, and Finn Russell was trying to tell him what the game was like, and Hastings just went like that as he walked away from it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. Mate, you've struggled to beat athlete. Just The God status has slipped.
0: Hasn't it as well? Because that was, I think you're right, that whole thing of like how, it's gone from Finn Russell, Stuart Hogg projecting this like new Scottish confidence to this ridiculous level of arrogance. That doesn't catch yeah. up to how either of them. Because neither of them are playing very well. No. Like uh, no. we said last week, is Stuart Hogg, in fact shit? I think this week we might have had an answer.
1: It's so disappointing. I mean, I don't think he's shit, but he's definitely overrated at the moment.
0: Very he's definitely overrated.
1: not. He's definitely not fulfilling what we want, we hoped and wanted him to be at. At the beginning of the Six Nations, and he was absolutely ran over several times. Mm. It just looked like he had absolutely no core strength whatsoever. He went down like a domino. Um
0: <laughs> went down like he'd been eating dominoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh six pints of heavy and a pepperoni. Oh. You know, what I reckon it was like, we were saying that, you know, the only way the Wales might beat France is if they all got on the piss at lunchtime. Do we think the Scottish team had just been on the smash?
1: In Italy, just have enjoyed they... Rome too much.
0: Yeah. Have they, have they just been like, right, lads, we need to bounce back, get the team spirit going. Fins out there, limoncellos, sambucas. Because they looked like they weren't interested.
1: Yeah. Well, they <laughs> <laughs> they looked happy, happy to have won despite playing dreadfully so maybe if they had all been drunk they went oh my god i can't believe we got away we still won despite being drunk this is hilarious yeah that would be
0: that would be an explanation i'll accept that you know like when you've turned up sometimes for an away game at like really rank amateur level you're like oh fucking hell we're all steaming here jimmy's only got one boot like he's got his divorce papers in his bag and you turn, up the ground, you turn up at the ground and and, then you, and you win. And in the bar afterwards, you're like, how do we pull that off? Yeah. I wonder if that's why Finn and uh, Stuart Hogg were so happy. They're like, I don't think we get away with that. Yeah,
1: that's the only way it makes sense. <laughs> that's the only way it makes
0: sense. <laughs> do you, speaking of uh, drunk and um, getting away with it, did you, uh, do you recall the, the angry texts you were sending me during the game? <laughs> I wasn't drunk. Uh, I was just angry. <laughs> Emotions flying high. Do you want to? Yeah. Do you, you want to maybe read some of them out and see if you stand by some of them still? All uh, right, go for it. Go for it. Okay. First one. This is the lowest quality international rugby game I've ever seen. How do you pick a man of the match in this abortion clusterfuck? I stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> This is, the, the, the man in the match thing was a bit like an abortion in the sense that maybe you don't want it, but we have to have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it,
1: they gave it to Ali Price and I genuinely was like, oh, was he playing? Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know how they managed to give a straight face. They should have given it to the uh, netball guy. He seemed good.
0: 100%. It's like, he's 12. He's clearly got some sort of terminal illness he's yeah. playing international rugby, like most neurone disease. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get all the awards, mate. You get Make a Wish, Man of the Match. But was he playing because of a Make the Wish thing, and then he embarrassed the Scotland? Imagine that. that. That's that is that's it. That's that is definitely what happened. He's woken up this morning like Miss uh, Miss Koozie, I would like to play the rugby one more time, just a one more time, and it's has gone. Fuck it, mate. Might as well. I mean, there's no. Yeah, we fixed it for you to play for Italy. Yeah, he's turned up and has gone. A bish I scored <laughs> the guy, I have a nice day. Stuart, the hog is not so big. <laughs> was... I a, I go back up to the hospital now. i I die now. I yeah. die happy. Yeah, I die happy. I bump to a dog like he's a baby bambino face. <laughs> <laughs> now I go have a carbonara and one more round of a chemo and I go back to the place.
1: It, look, if this isn't true, Scotland should still put it out as if it is the truth. Yes. Because <laughs> that is less embarrassing.
0: We've got a legit. It wasn't our fault. We're very conscientious people. <laughs> yeah. Look, did, <laughs> you wouldn't want us to tackle a dying boy, would you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because Stuart Hogg can't tackle a dying boy. <laughs> yeah, it would seem not. Oh, Let's yeah. move
1: on and talk about happier things. Were there any happier things this weekend? No, there weren't. None. I mean, no happy things. I mean, Harlequin's one.
0: Yeah. And didn't Danny K get a card again? <laughs> did he? <laughs> I think so. so I put someone put something out about, like, it's like another win, another card. <laughs> cheers. Cheers, everyone. That's two weeks in a row for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's still, he's still got a tremendous amount of fight in him. Yeah. Which is, uh, which, which I'm is great. I'm much to a hug. Unlike Stuart Hog, but much, but m- much more like that Italian fella, <laughs> got a lot of fire. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, Danny. I think I wonder what he talks about midweek with the Queenslanders who are playing for England. Because like Harry Randall, every time he's in the team, he doesn't set the world on fire. He doesn't do anything different than what Danny. I think Danny would do um, at that, you know, on that stage, and must be annoying for him. Must I mean, as much as he tries to, like, zen it out and just, you know, focus on playing for Quinns, must annoy him. It'd it, it, it annoy, it annoy me. Wouldn't it annoy you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm an incredibly bitter person.
0: <laughs> I'm still I'm still annoyed at that one guy from primary school who would share his crayons.
1: I <laughs> came okay, third at the Hackney Empire Best New Act of the Year Award, 2007, and it still smarts.
0: Mm-hmm. He had to go all the way to Hackney. Uh, Yeah, yeah, bitterness. It's it's, it's funny that because you would, on the one hand, you could say, I've got 80 odd caps. I've, you know, got a wonderful career. On the other hand, you're thinking. He has got 80
1: odd caps, but 79 of them were off the bench.
0: Yeah. And he never bought into that um, whole thing of closers. When Eddie Eddie Jones was was trying to rebrand what the bench is. Yeah. And he was like, they're not. Substitutes, there are finishers, and he, I think he even went to the extent of, for a period of time, he would name the team that would finish the game, not the starting team, to try and I didn't like see that. Uh, yeah, to try and like. I mean, on.
1: that makes a lot of sense if you're bringing on people with like 25 minutes to go, but if you're bringing them on with like five minutes to go, that's not quite the same. But I mean, one of the the, the biggest Lancaster mistakes was of course when um, England were absolute because England and Lancaster they lost one game a year every year That so they were one, one winner get away from four Grand Slams in a row but they actually got no titles because despite winning four and losing one somebody else had a losing bonus point or something. And the one that they were closest to was when um, the one game they lost was against France. And uh, Danny, got, I think, got man in the match, was completely in control. They were winning. And Lancaster just took him off because that's what you do in the last 10 minutes. Mm. And uh, then Ben Young's absolutely shat the bed as he did in the World Cup final. Um, So unnecessary um, last minute Subs are probably something that's sticking Danny's claw for multiple reasons.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd think so. I, I also, I mean, the way his England career ended must be one of the worst. One of the worst. Like you play a game against Japan that none of if let's let's be completely brutally honest. At that point, none of them probably thought that, that Japan game meant that much. It was like a run-out, you know, and Danny's not played very well, but there's loads of players didn't play very well in that Japan game. And just to have your international career just yanked from you off the back of one performance that you, especially one where you didn't feel like the stakes were that high. Uh, Eddie, and Eddie, Eddie Jones might say, well, that's the problem. You should have mm-hmm. thought the stakes were higher. But I just, like, in terms of bitterness, that's got to be like, bitterness level 10. That's like 87% cacao, dark roasted bitterness.
1: Very cultural
0: reference. The most waitrosy thing I've said. In the last twenty minutes, it's <laughs> a very overheard waitress statement. So people, well, well, also like, speaking of like hate in England, it's so obviously they've lost to Ireland at the weekend. Yeah. But I, I, I think, I mean, as a Scottish guy, you might counter this. But I reckon of all the teams, Ireland are the team that hate England the most for obvious cultural reasons. I mean, it's I suppose it's slightly.
1: More recent than Culloden. You're slightly
0: more recent. <laughs> if we're operating on like a thousand year timeline, slightly further up. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know. I think everybody that, I mean, that,
1: that's the problem with this particular England team is I remember Delalio saying uh, like 20 odd years ago every game for England is a World Cup final because mm. everybody, it's their biggest game of the year. It's mm-hmm. Wales's biggest game. It's Scotland's biggest game. It's Ireland's biggest game. It's their, um, you know, so, so you have to match that intensity because otherwise you will lose because it means absolutely everything to them. And until, I mean, let's not get carried away by England's performance at the weekend. People seem to be saying that they've turned a corner and actually this will, this loss will be the making of them. They still haven't scored any tries. Um, but I do think that they have lacked that in being able to get up for the fact mm. that the opposition, that it means everything to them. Mm. And apart from the... the yeah obviously there are some warriors in Mara, Truji uh, Courtney Laws. And I think the new boys have been really good. Uh, Freddie Sturge, Marcus Smith, uh, and Randall. I think they, they have been more exciting uh, than the people that they've replaced. But yeah, there are, there is, there has been a lack of, uh, of intensity until this game. I mean, that I. The front row did an amazing job against Ireland, but they've been sleepwalking for the last few games. I mean, I know you're not allowed to say anything bad about um, uh, Ellis Gen Genge, otherwise he'll visit you in your sleep. Um, mm-hmm. But he hasn't until until going one man down. He mm-hmm. didn't play. He didn't play with, you know, and he was being an ad. And that now he was incredible. Mm-hmm. Why did it take going down one?
0: But yeah, the thing, I think they were, just, they were scared of being embarrassed because they probably already, well, they must have already known it was going to be a really hard game. You go down to 14 and 80 seconds in, that fear of being embarrassed at Twickenham, of like, it could have been 40, 50 points. And I think that probably kicked a lot of the players into, into gear. Um, also, they got away with uh, cheating quite a lot.
1: <laughs> which I, I don't buy that cheating line at all. The front row is. Um, uh, <laughs> his place. It, 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 that's, that's what playing the front row is. Um, Furlong was shortening his grip in order to try and change the angle of attack of each one. Uh, so, you know, that, that type of stuff happens on the front row. So uh, I think the um, island in that contents were just, they were just had both yeah. physically and intellectually. Because they were trying to cheat too. They just weren't very good at it. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. exactly. I, and you, I also wonder if, uh, if, on the other side, sometimes when you are you have a numerical advantage for a long time, you just think, like, we should be doing more with it. And for players like Tyg Furlong, who are so good in the open, they can be, like, mentally a little bit, oh, well, the scrum's going to take care of itself so I can go off and enjoy galloping around the field. So they don't you know, focus as hard. And you've got another guy who's focusing super hard because they're like, the scrum's the only thing we can control. Yeah. And so you end up cheating a little bit better than your opposite number. But the, the, the hatred thing from the weekend that I thought about was um, I, that's Ireland's biggest ever win at Twickenham. Yeah. A record win at Twickenham, which is the hardest, statistically, hardest place in the championship to win. And all the media are talking about is how brave England are and you like, i was really thinking like this is why they hate us isn't it <laughs> this yeah. is why they hate us yeah how brave
1: the uh, the players with 10 times the amount of money and the five times the size player pool to be picked from how brave those little gallant unprepared fellas were yeah yeah it is it is nauseating yeah but they, it was not it was a passionate performance, and it was good, but they still got, you know, well beaten. It wasn't even close at the end, you know. Um, and where, wh- where are these tries going to come from? That's what I want to know. Who's why? Why is Max Mainz in the side?
0: It's that's a head scratcher. Yeah. That's kind of like well, I heard someone saying that it's like him and Jack Noel do a lot of work off the ball, and they're good in the air. Well, like. But they they serve in the stadium. They yeah. pull a few pints. <laughs> uh, it's got a hell of a refreshment game. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, that's hilarious. There's a lot of work off the ball. McDonald's mostly.
1: Uh, <laughs> checks the tires on the coach. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Sneaky, sneaky hand jobs, you know, off the ball. A load of off the ball work.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think uh, Knowles had any chance in space over the weekend because of his dual duties of also being in the scrum. But maybe should, you, this was-
0: should should you enjoy that much? Should should a winger enjoy being a flanker that much? Yeah, because <laughs> I I was thinking like the best international wingers in the world would they really enjoy being a flanker?
1: No, I suppose yeah, you make point yeah they, well you know he's liking he, he liked his opportunity to prove that he was a real man
0: yeah <laughs> yeah exactly a real boy well i've been wearing the scrum cap for 20 years <laughs> it's all in preparation of this
1: i mean it was dangerous to put the second most fragile man on the face of the planet in the forwards
0: yeah, the only thing could have been like if you dug Manny to a part of his grave and stuck him in there. Yeah. That would have been the own... And, but, um, but, uh, yeah,
1: I, I mean, it's next week's going to be interesting. It's my birthday, and I've got a horrible feeling that both my nations are going to lose.
0: Mm-hmm. So, because um, uh, England, like you're saying, try scoring, England in Paris is going to be... Uh, that's, that's tough to see them scoring tries in Paris. Because the one thing... And that French performance was probably, like, like I text you, the, probably the most French thing they've done in the last 18 months. Like, they very nearly hit the self-destruct, which sounds, yeah. like, sounds like a great after-hours bar in Paris. But they, like, they very nearly just threw it all away, apart from how good their defence was.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they weren't firing on all cylinders, Neither will Wales. I mean, this whole thing about all oh, the losing teams should have been happy this weekend. I love Dan Bigger as a person, but, you know, he doesn't use the talents of the back three because he has an amazing back three. Every time they get the ball, you think they might mm. score a try, which you can't say for England's mm. uh, present wingers. Um, and yet he doesn't distribute the ball to them. And I know that 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 their, their tactic was to collect, to to meet France's kicking game head on, but it just meant that it was a lot of ping pong. And mm. you know, you've got these incredibly talented back three, and they do have a little bit of a problem with their centres in a similar way to England. But mm-hmm. just get the ball in their hands in space,
0: see with it, because I think more times than not they're going to score for you. Oh, yeah, they look super dangerous one on one. It was making me think about Stuart Hogg actually. I was thinking, like, which other teams, where, where would Stuart Hogg replace the current player in another Six Nations team? Because I was thinking about that, like, like Liam Williams at the moment is head and shoulders above. Um, yeah. Sort of like where, where Stuart Hogg would be. I think so. The interesting thing about the kicking game stuff was to do that effectively, you have to be able to be super lethal when you counter attack. So France at the minute are super lethal when they counterattack. It's like two passes score. And if Wales had a pulled off that cross-field kick Fallatow back inside Jonathan Davis, if that comes off. Like that, because I think that would have brought them level or, or they would have taken the lead at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would have been an instance of damn bigger. It was a kick pass, but distribution going wide, finding a hole in France's defense, and I, I would have been fascinated to see how France reacted to that. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. I mean, we haven't
1: seen them really up against it. It's the closest. The this is this game is the closest we've seen to the, them being up against it, and uh, and and you basically can sum that up to Wales stop them being as exciting as they'd like to be, but they still comfortably won. But yeah, had that Jonathan Davis try happened, then then Mm. we'd have really seen whether France um, have changed or whether they they
0: went. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So do you reckon, what, what does Sean Edwards do in the video session? Does he administer a light spanking for everyone? Do you have to like blindfolded paddle?
1: Something like that, I imagine. Um, I don't think you'd be that angry with them because they bent but didn't break. You know, they were they were resilient. They, Yeah. yeah, Let, I, mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, let's not pretend <laughs> they did win. And, they, you know, yes, it would have got very close had Wales scored the try, but only got close and they
0: didn't. And they didn't. And let's not forget. They didn't. <laughs> That's, yeah, that is a funny thing about sport, isn't it? Like these teeny, these small margins just change stories so dramatically. And, and let say France do win a Grand Slam. No one's going to look back in five years, ten years, or even two years and be like, "Oh, but that Wales game was a bit closer than they would like. Mm, yeah, absolutely. No,
1: absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they, on such on such margins, like I say. You know, every one of the four Sturt Lancaster Six Nations campaign were only one loss away from Grand Slams, but that you know, he still comes out played for, lost for, as far as mm-hmm. tournaments are concerned. He didn't win one Six Nations. But had had point differences been slightly different, even with the win count, he could have come out with five titles. Yeah. So uh it's um you know, yeah, because yeah, I don't think mathematically France can lose against England and win the Six Nations. It's Grand Slam or bust, yeah. unless Scotland
0: beats Ireland, which isn't going to happen. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Is that, is that Murrayfield or Dublin? Dublin, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, zero, zero hope. That's going to be. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm good. I said to my brother at the start, of this actually before Six Nations, I was like, we should get tickets to the England France game. Not because I thought England would going to have a chance of winning a Grand Slam in Paris, because I think it's easy to take for granted that France is going to be good until the World Cup and they'll win another Six Nations. But you don't know. They might fall apart. And I feel like this weekend in Paris is going to be something really special.
1: Yeah. Let's hope that England build on their heroics um, when up ag- they are up against it before they get somebody sent off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, yeah there's so many great players, and they just, as I've said before, they're not the mm-hmm. sum total of their divided parts.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be even harder for England as well without Tom Curry and maybe without Carl Sinclair. Yeah, um, what do you and think? Big, Tom, loss. big losses. Um, what do you think Tom Curry does when he's not playing international rugby? In my mind, he just sits in the dark, just the lights off.
1: I just... find it very unlikely that he reads.
0: <laughs> no, he just sat there with his phone, but his phone's off. <laughs> <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing on it. I think in, in my head, he just sits in the dark, vibrating, and then an alarm goes off and it's time to eat. And they, someone like throws him food, just throws him a protein shake and just like...
1: But on the subject of on small margins... I mean, the difference in quality between him and his twin, it's not huge. And yet one of them is first on the game sheet international and the other one doesn't even get in the squad.
0: It's weird, isn't it? What do you reckon reckon Christmas is like at their house? Or like (laughs) their birthdays? (laughs) And Tom's like, oh yeah, mum and dad, I've got you guys. Um, And I pay for an extension on the house because, you know, things are going well and ben curry's like uh i've got you these um toothpicks because that's all i could
1: <laughs> a boots voucher yeah it's expired it was always the, was always the worst back in the days that you get paper vouchers in uh, in cards it was basically somebody saying i don't I don't really know you well enough to buy you a present that you will like, but I do know you well enough that you can't be trusted with money.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I I don't want to give you cash because you'll spend it on drugs. So I got
0: you a boots card. So you can spend it on on legal drugs. (laughs) (laughs) You can't get meth, but you can make meth. Yeah. <laughs> so I've also got you a library card Yeah, yeah, exactly So you do a bit of the work And and enjoy Earn your high Exactly, that's what I've always said I've always said Get as high as you like Just do a bit <laughs> of reading first As so long as they're learning, that's the important thing
1: uh, Have we covered uh, the Six Nations In shit
0: yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I, yeah, yeah. Did you? Um, I I'd actually watched the Quins game the weekend. Did you? Did you have any any? I, I dipped into it, but I
1: was, uh, yeah. Um, uh, well, <laughs> um, sounds so cultural. I paid for the one day pass to watch the Quins game, uh, but then at the last minute, a friend of mine phoned me with um, uh, a last minute ticket to see uh, the Merchant of Venice at the Globe Theatre. So I'm afraid nice. I I, uh, I turned my back on the mighty Quins. Uh, I, I then thought I've paid for this, I should watch it, but I, I knew the results by then. So,
0: unlike um, uh, in an out, unlike the Merchant but, of Venice, which was a complete surprise. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Turns um, out that Porsche is quite yes. the little minx. He <laughs> <I> saw <laughs> that coming.
0: Yeah. Exactly. One of his uh, one of his more underrated plays, I would say, Merchant of Venice.
1: It's problematic. I mean, if you're racist, I can imagine it's a big favourite.
0: <laughs> interesting. I mean, we're getting get massively away from the subject matter of this podcast, but it's interesting. Are you are you allowed to write bad characters, or what's the moral responsibility around writing bad characters? Well, the, 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 I mean, I mean
1: it, yeah. I think the morality of Merchant of Venice is highly questionable because they're all bad, mm-hmm. so uh, it, it does make it very difficult. I think to root for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Portia, in this particular, this is completely subjective, was played more as a bit of a minx with a bit of a bad side, which made her a more, more of a sort of charismatic villain than. In normal productions, where she's played as this pious woman, yeah. but then does this really horrible thing because she she could just stop when she could uh, stop when uh, she uh, she foxes out foxes. Shylock says that uh, you can have your, your your pound of flesh, but not one drop of blood. She could stop then, but she chooses to take his house, make him to, uh, convert to Christianity. Humiliate him. So she's just as bad as. So even even the victorious, even when after the home um, mercy uh, is not strained, she's still just as nasty and racist yeah. as the rest of them. So it really is hard to root for anybody in it. Um it, we of- oh, well, so yeah, you can write bad characters that are morally bad, but when everybody in a whole play, there's not one that you go. I'm rooting for them, it does, it makes it problematic. I don't think it should not exist. It's just, Mm. it's difficult. I don't know if you know the end of Two Gentlemen of Verona, um, but in that, um, one of the gentlemen of Verona walks in on his best friend trying to rape his girlfriend, doesn't say anything about the rape whatsoever, and is just really happy to be reunited with his best friend.
0: So I like to call that play Bros Over Hoes. Speaking of of which... (laughs) That, believe it or not, there's going to be an excellent segue into the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> because not only have we got, I mean, bros before hoes, we can, we can talk about Pittsburgh. Um, but then in terms of morally reprehensible villains who um, could have mercy on everyone and chose not to, Tom Brady's back. <laughs> I, I...
1: <laughs> I thought you were gonna go with the the fact that the criminal sexual offence charges on um the tech quarters back have been dropped.
0: Yeah. Uh but no, you're... on on a uh Watson. No, no 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 criminal charge to answer. Um yeah, no, I was, no, I was trying to keep it lighter than that and <laughs> just talk about my <laughs> my hatred of Tom, well, the Leeds collective hatred of Tom Brady. So is it a coincidence? So he was watching Cristiano Ronaldo in Manchester score a hat-trick and then the next day says, I'm not retired. I'm not retiring.
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I knew he came to Britain to talk to the Glazers, didn't he? I mean, there's this talk that he actually wanted out of, um, of Tampa Bay and mm-hmm. the whole thing was a was a, some sort of call their bluff, and they went, no, you either play for us or nobody, we own you. Which seems strange, because how, if that is true, if he did really think that he'd call their bluff hoping that they would trade him, and they'd said, no, you're arse or nobody, how's the atmosphere going to be like when he comes back this year, with I people am-
0: knowing he hmm. tried to get out of town? I think with players... Honestly, I think he has such an aura that I think other players... I mean, bear in mind, this is a guy who's been an Open Trump supporter, kisses his kids on the lips, you know, and all the all play, Yeah, it's disgusting. And all the players in the locker room are still like, well, he'll probably win as a Super Bowl, so it's fine. So I, I, I reckon this ranks below Open Trump support and... Lip kissing, <laughs> child lip kissing, <laughs> which, which is which is gonna be the title of his, of his autobiography. Theo gets around to writing one open mouth Trump kissing, open mouth Trump kissing. Tom Brady's secret to success, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I reckon all players are just like, well, we've got a chance if Tom's in the building, we've, we've got a chance of winning, yeah. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, they, they haven't had everybody come back. Their offensive line is depleted. Uh, I'm quite happy because I wasn't happy with him going out on top, going out looking strong and retiring with dignity. I want a decade of him getting shit. Want, <laughs> and there being talk yeah. about them being replaced by, uh, by him being pulled out of a game and replaced by uh, Hoyer halfway through a game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what I want to see. I want him to say, "I have a a a, a re- that they can't cut him, but he won't leave, and he just absolutely destroys a franchise through his own arrogance and hubris." That would be. I want as I long as that that to last as long as his prime.
0: <laughs> I think you and every Jets fan. I feel like Jets fans must have heard the news that Tom Brady was unretiring, and it must have been like. Seeing Freddy Krueger walk back into your dream, like no, I thought you were dead.
1: I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy for him back because he's not gonna. It's not oh, scary. Last words. I was gonna say, but yeah. Because,
0: like, yeah, you, you wonder you write him off at your peril, don't you? Yeah, but I agree. I, 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 I agree with the sentiment of wanting Tom Brady to fail. It would, be, it would be nice to see a five-year decline and then some sort of horrific leg injury, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of, there's No lot one
1: likes to see terrible concussions and head injuries for other players.
0: For other players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's the Tom... Much like the, the, the Tuck rule was a unique thing brought in to help Tom Brady win games... The CTE for just for Tom. God, that's a horrible, that's a horrible thought, isn't it? Um, but, yeah, so, 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 so he, he's back. The I mean, It's quite an interesting thing just to be like, imagine how good you'd have to be at your chosen profession just to be like, you're just going to keep a spot for me? Because, like, Tampa haven't made, haven't made any, any moves, have they? They not made any moves for any quarterback, so They must have been like, we will wait until the very last second for this guy and if he says yes he's in well yeah
1: i mean i don't think that i mean although
0: people say that this is a weak
1: class we we, as we've said before the one thing that we know for certain is that no scouts know anything for certain um Mm -hmm. so i think they probably went there's nothing on the market better than getting a low first round pick quarterback so what what's the point i mean what do you think is going to happen with Deshaun Watson? He's going somewhere, like yeah. you know. Pit- Pittsburgh got over the fact that Roethlisberger is quite evidently.
0: Oh, mate!
1: Like we James can't Hitch- say rapists, can we? So let's say rapalatist.
0: Yeah, rapier. Yeah, um, allegedly Ben's lawyers. Um, so yeah, like like they, they yeah they live with that for twenty years, um, like Jameis Winston had those like very very serious allegations all the way through college. Jameis Winston was featured in a documentary called Hunting Ground about predatory behavior at uh, Louisiana State University. So like, and he he's played and he's not, he's not even good. He's played in the league for ten years without hanging over him. Like you could get you could get on the list. It's an old joke, isn't it? You get on the list of like NFL players with either assault charges or um domestic abuse charges or whatever and the league just forgets. I I, I think the less he's in the spotlight, the more people will forget. Yeah. I think he could definitely- well
1: were, were they I think the fact that he's I think it's worse for him because because didn't Rothsberger almost come straight back and every as soon as they start playing again and start winning new games like, let's not talk about the master thing. He's mm-hmm. winning games. Um but uh yeah, I mean I'm sure somebody will go. I mean, he'd be he such an exciting player to watch. I just I kind of hope that he's just not true because I want to be able to watch him and enjoy it again.
0: Well, but uh, you say that, Giants slam got a quarterback. How
1: dare you?
0: I mean, now that now that Mitch Trubisky's landed in landed in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah that? Yeah, gone. Like, but their odds went up from, I think. I don't know why Vegas rates his kids so highly, but their odds of winning a Super Bowl went up from like 500 to like five out of 10, seven out of 10, basically.
1: I think they'll still their pursuit of a quarterback. The good thing about Mitch Dupitsky, if he is your opening quarterback, is that they're either right that he was only rubbish in Chicago because the setup was rubbish, And now he's in a great setup, things will turn around. Or they're wrong about that and they will have a top five pick next year.
0: Interesting. Yes. Because I I, I didn't actually look at what the deal is. I I don't know if they've released the details of the deal. Because if it's like a – because the other wild thing is, when you play for Pittsburgh, you're one of five quarterbacks. Or like – in the, in They've the, got
1: five quarterbacks on their roster.
0: No, sorry, as in like there was, you know, in terms of the the number of people who have started in that in that job. All oh, right. Because they have like they have like a twenty year run as a quarterback in right in Pittsburgh. I'll say now, Mitch Trubisky isn't going to have a twenty year run. <laughs> which is <laughs> which is then what's really interesting. I, I think probably Mike Tomlin and the front office have done the math. You were sort of talking about, which is. If it's a choice between a four year veteran who understands the NFL that I can work with and a punt on a so so draft class, mm. I'll take the four year veteran that understands the NFL and I can work with.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, some people believed in him. I mean, Chicago absolutely sold their future to trade up for him. So, um, you know, Ooh, yeah. There must- people must see something in him, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of baffling um, when it's it's kind of baffling how the position seems so difficult. Yeah.
0: Right. Why, why isn't
1: there a bigger talent pool considering how many colleges there
0: are? I think about that all the time. They, the struggle, I don't think there's a comparable struggle in sport to find 32 people to play a position yeah. at an elite level. I, I wonder if it's because the confluence of the, the mix of skills required is so extreme. Because. You... And also the psychological pressure. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. well
1: as the physical pressure, the fact of getting the ball away in under two seconds, making a decision that quickly and knowing how overly important you are in comparison to everybody else on the pitch. I mean, it's, it's the same pressure as being at like an opening England cricket batsman but also having 11, 200 men wanting to beat the shit out of you in the same moment in, yeah. in, in two seconds.
0: It's, exactly, it's, exactly, it's more like having four fast bowlers bowling at the same time and you have to pick which ball to hit. Yeah. Yeah, in that two-second window. Yeah, I think you're right. I actually, and those balls are two hundred pounds heavy each, and and they don't and they don't just want to hit your stumps; they want to break your legs. That's what those yeah. balls are paid to do. Yeah, the psychological aspect combined with the physical aspect, I think, is what makes that unique in sport. And also, like as the NFL transition to more of a passing league, like you say, the over reliance in that position has has just increased year on year on year and if anything as much as we joke about hating Tom Brady it makes you like, I'm not sure say anything you know. nice about him <laughs> <laughs> well don't do it it's just like it's just like say what you will about Goebbels but you know you have to, this is like the 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 achievement that he like what he's achieved in 20 years I'm not sure in any sport that's ever been even No one's even come close. Look, we're going to find out that he has
1: somehow cheated, somehow. Uh, He's (laughs) from another planet. He's replaced his blood with an 18-year-old's every year. Um, (laughs) And they're all gone. Something's wrong here.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is is where we've... Like, everyone for years was like, not everyone, but people like Alex Jones were saying there's a pedophile island and the rich go there and everyone's like, shut up, Alex. Then it turns out it's real. This is going to be like the Illuminati's real. No, it's not. Mm. And it turns out, yeah, actually, Tom Brady's been doing satanic magic for 20 years and that's why he's got a supermodel wife. His face face has changed shape since he was like 21 or whatever the fuck. Like, he's um, performing at a level that shouldn't be physically possible and has had more success than anyone in any field has ever dreamed of. And the exchange for that is he's been killing a lot of kids.
1: Wouldn't surprise me. In
0: fact, (laughs) it
1: surprised me me if it came out that Tom Brady hasn't killed any children.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It would surprise me if the opposite was true. (laughs) So you're telling me this is just hard work, dedication... And a freaks agate. It's not
1: a lizard. It's not a lizard. no nah. fuck off. Fuck off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he is reptilian, my friend. <laughs> what do you mean he's not a lizard? There you go. That's the episode title. What do you mean he's not a lizard? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do you know what that that you are one hundred percent right, David? The burden of proof is on Tom Brady to establish that he's not a lizard person.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's not for us. We don't have to prove he is. No, we know he is. We know he is. We've got
1: our truth.
0: Yeah, 100%. Right, you and me, to the capital. Let's go. (laughs) Bring your bagpipes. I'll bring my little hat. Off we pop. Tom's already there. (laughs) Well, one one of his visions is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The hologram he calls Tom. <laughs> Imagine that. Tom, Tom Brady is a um, dimension hopping lizard person. There we go. That's that's broke. That's we're breaking news on the pod. Well,
1: you say breaking news. I think there's a large amount of society that had already
0: come to terms with this. Have you ever watched any of those videos on YouTube? They're amazing. That's Tom Brady. Of, um, I'll send you the links. There's a there's a whole series of YouTube videos where evangelical Christians and QAnon folk uh, are proving that demons are entering celebrities' bodies. Wow! So it's like amazing footage where, like, and it's it's stuff that's just, it's like, and you'll watch here as the light in his eyes changes, and it's like it's just a camera flare, or it's just like the lighting in a studio or something. Like This is the moment in which the demon enters the body and you'll notice after that, he sneezes twice, which is the sign of the beast.
1: <laughs> I mean, it would be suspicious if he if sneezed 666 He's times. That would be suspicious.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it would be. All right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all in. I'm, maybe this is our... So maybe the, when the season starts, this is our little. We can do um, lizard lizard watch. We, 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 <laughs> rich NFL quarterbacks have become lizards? Yeah, yeah. It's like if Baker Mayfield suddenly starts, you know, being he, good. Yeah.
1: You know that it's because of a satanic ritual.
0: Hundred percent, and there is no, and there is no other explanation. No. <laughs> well, if Daniel Jones becomes good, and, I mean, is anything- and he also looks like a children of the corn. <laughs> and he's, he's already got that like one of us one of us kind of blank stare
1: it would explain a lot it would explain a lot
0: yeah and um yeah like that daniel why why are there so many small children's clothes in your locker why they... <laughs> daniel... look I...
1: Daniel, look, we've got to defend Daniel here. He's not killed any children yet because he isn't any good. Yeah, yet. Speaking of... <laughs> oh, no, you're frozen. We're back. Is it me defending Daniel Jones that's made you now
0: No, this is the... Oh, uh, is worrying. This is the Illuminati. We're coming in. I oh, hope. <laughs> the, the Illuminati are in. They've heard. Uh, we have, uh, we're not okay with this going out.
1: I mean, it's suspicious, isn't it? We've had no problem with the reception whatsoever.
0: Yeah. We cracked the problem of the Illuminati. And then all of a sudden... The internet breaks down. This is how we get to a million views. We're a QAnon podcast now. (laughs) Like, all future pods will be done from the basement of a pizza shop where we're trying to establish whether or not Daniel Jones has been... (laughs) Look, Daniel Jones is innocent of child
1: murder until he starts to play well and then we'll know that something's wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like um it's like the Salem witch trials where they would throw you off a cliff and be like, well, if you fly, you were a witch, and if not, you're dead. It's like either you're gonna get cut or you're a lizard person. They're your option. Foolproof. Foolproof. Yeah. I think so So, have
1: you been enjoying your legal tampering period
0: my legal tampering period oh <laughs> <laughs> what a great name what a great name such such a boring boring thing um americans are great at that, aren't they like yeah you could just call it like your, your non-contract or contractually you know available discussion time or whatever legal tampering period or as I like to call it, the Italian under twenties. <laughs> do you reckon? Um, do you reckon people get emails with that on it? Do you reckon people get emails with like, given that we are we are in the legal tampering period? I can. Uh, would love to invite you down for dinner. <laughs> Let's go. Read. Yeah. Read tampering.
1: Brackets legal.
0: <laughs> re-tampering black it's legal <laughs> do we know um do we know when the dates are
1: uh, we have entered it we have it. i felt it <laughs> did you not feel us entering the legal tampering period yeah.
0: yeah yeah i should have had it marked on my calendar i guess
1: <laughs> I, I don't need
0: to have it marked down, mate. I can feel it in my waters. <laughs> and so can they? So can they. <laughs> when, Dave, when David's out on the prowl. Oh my God, it must be the legal tampering period. <laughs> you see his mustache. <laughs> what sort of uh what sort of overture would you make to a player during a legal tampering period? If you're a front office New York Giants, what would be your uh legal tampering, period, email, <laughs> or phone call? Well, if you pick up a frock, because mm. it's cold-blooded,
1: your hot blood will, will cook it. So I would just go up to any NFL player and put my warm-blooded hand on their face and see if it makes them visibly uncomfortable.
0: And then I'd know they were a lizard person, and I'd get them onside. Brilliant. Brilliant. That is the best use of the legal tampering period. I'm allowed to touch you. It's legal. It's legal. We're tampering, but it's totally legal. And I'm going to establish whether or not you have the Illuminati skills required to take us to the promised land. Genius. Genius. I don't think there's a better... What? Why do they make putting these NFL rosters together so complicated? <laughs> Just get... Right. We need, we need an offshoot of the pod oddballs consultancy (laughs) success success in three hand gestures or less (laughs) three strokes or less three strokes or less (laughs) just oh so we're just just taking it from my from my tinder profile onto the
1: well i wouldn't like anybody to think that it was a golfing podcast (laughs) because that is a past time to perverts
0: it really is Golf is the most overly sexualized sport on the planet. 100. You know, I, I, I was watching it with my dad the other day. Legit thing. Someone's the commentator's almost like, yeah, you can see he's really enjoying that thicker shaft. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's moving the head with his hips, not just his hands. That's very good. <laughs> very impressive. It's just all, all the whole chat in golf is just shaft, balls, grip, shank. You disgust me. Yeah, it, it, the sport disgusts me. Just a bunch of... Well, more why players. are we
1: watching it? Just, when I found out that you had a thing for under-20s rugby players, I yeah. mean, look, I can, I can work with this. Now yeah. I found out you watch golf. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> well, it's, you know... How dare you ask me <laughs> to do a project with you <laughs> and you didn't reveal that you <laughs> had this type of disgusting <laughs> character.
0: Fuck you. Yeah, that's it. This is going to be out in the open. We have to issue a statement. Um, It's not, this this isn't who I am. Um, This this is a learning moment for me. This is a teaching moment. Um, I I won't be watching golf again. Um, uh, This is something that I'm going to have to deal with privately um, and hopefully get the power of the lizard people to um, overcome. Okay, we'll 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 issue that out to the public, David. We'll make that. Clear. If you're good, we'll make that clear. I feel dirty. <laughs> That's the clip this week. <laughs> Just you staring into the camera, going, "I feel dirty." <laughs> right. Anything else you'd like to get off your chest before we before we wrap up? <laughs> No, no, no. Have we covered most things? I think we have uh, we have covered most things. So we've established...
1: We, we, we worked out that Max Maylands is on the, the side because he waxes the team's coach. Yeah. Uh, as in he cleans the thing they travel in, not that he polishes Eddie Jones.
0: No, I think it can be both. <laughs> How do you think he got the second job? Well, What changes would, if any,
1: apart from obviously somebody else playing at lock, would you make for England's side against uh, France? I'll go first. I wouldn't change anyone apart from Max Mainens, and I would bring in um, the young uh, Newcastle
0: Radwan. flyer, Radwan. Yeah, I'd I'd love to see something like that. I'd love to see a positive change like that that really set the intent and said like we're going to really rip into this team. We've got nothing to lose. We can't win the championship. We've got nothing to lose. We're going to have a real go at them. And you know, I'd keep I'd keep Merchant at thirteen. March, March.
1: Yeah, I'd keep Marching. Mm. I keep everybody else. Obviously, you might have to replace Sinclair, but there's an obvious understudy there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Without Tom Curry, what would you be your back three?
0: Uh, I would go Laws, Simmons, and what's the word on Sam Underhill's fitness? Yeah, well, he's back in the. Well, back in the squad,
1: but uh, yeah, I mean, I am. I imagine that he can't be utterly match fit, otherwise. I would have thought he would have come straight back in. See, I'd bring Courtney Laws back into the second row. Yeah. Um, and my back row would be if all fit Simmons, Dunbrun, Underhill.
0: Yeah. I, I, I would love that. I would love that. I think really positive attacking mind. Jack is. Willis is back in the squad. I know he is. That would be a huge good news story if that if that came about. That would be a a real like positive news story for rugby because, like, what well, that kid's been going if through, watching him, his journey, he's documented the whole thing on Twitter and uh, TikTok, like his journey to get back. Oh, fit. thank
1: god, um, he's documented it on TikTok.
0: God, that's almost as disgusting as watching golf, Perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, either way, I was aroused, so <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I'm go- we're, we're gonna have to wrap up there. Uh, we I'm gonna I mean, go visit my parents. Amazing. What are you doing with the rest of uh, I am gonna see my little my little niece and my sister. Very wholesome, We've got very wholesome days. Uh, this has been uh, another episode of Odd Shape Balls. Until next time.
1: Till next time.